the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, June the 15th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On June 15, 1775, the Second Continental Congress voted unanimously to appoint George Washington to head up the Continental Army. Today in 1215, England's King John put his seal to Magna Carta, the Great Charter, at Runnymede. The Magna Carta actually has had influence to this day through people who read it and acted on some of what it said. Our own founding fathers were very much aware of what the Magna Carta said and what it contained. It's not really a constitution, although England likes to claim that it's the oldest constitution in the world, but actually it's not a constitution, but it is a set of rules, and uh, it was used by our own founding fathers and others as kind of a directive or a, a, a path, and they integrated some of the ideas of the Magna Carta into our own United States Constitution. But that was today in 1215. Today in 1864, Secretary of War Edwin Stanton, he signed an order establishing a military burial ground. We know it as Arlington National Cemetery in Virginia. Today in 1934, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed an act making the National Guard part of the U.S. Army. He said he was doing so in the event of war or national emergency. Today in 1944, American forces began their successful invasion of Saipan during World War II. On the same day, today in 1944, B-29 superfortresses began carrying out their first raids on Japan. Today in 2002, an asteroid, an asteroid with a diameter of between 50 and 120 yards, narrowly missed the Earth, they say, by 75,000 miles. Relative to the universe, I guess that is pretty close. That's less than a third of the distance to the moon. Ten years ago today, President Barack Obama eased enforcement of immigration laws as he announced a new policy. He called it Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or DACA. The cultural battles that are being fought on on nearly every front in America today, faith, freedom, family, life itself, it's all under attack. Education has been hijacked. Our pulpits have all been silenced on what's going on in our world, on current events. The people who should be most informed are the Christians. Yet sometimes our leadership are the least likely to inform us in the Christian faith, in the Christian family. Abortionist activists have committed 48 acts of violence or vandalism against churches, pro-life organizations, or individuals in the last 42 days something that amounts to a kind of war against pro-life Americans. 
In fact, some are calling it a war. One of the one of the Democrat members of Congress actually says, Representative Bowman, he is predicting that civil war is coming if Republicans win the election in November. He's not very subtle about it. We get that sense, that restless feeling today. Everything seems to be tentative. Everybody's a little bit on edge. That's when God speaks to us when we most need it in our hearts. For example, in Psalm 4, 8, the Bible says, I will lay, I will lay me down in peace and sleep. <laughs> Did you get a good night's rest last night? Did you sleep? Perhaps not. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. There's a tremendous amount of safety when we walk and live in the context of our relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. It's amazing. The Bible speaks to this in the Old and New Testament. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 24, the Bible says, When thou layest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. A lot of people today are all doped up on pills. They can't sleep. The uh, the stats are just amazing. In Hebrews chapter 4, verses 3 and 9, I I won't read the whole part of the scripture there, but verses 3 and 9, it says, For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said. As I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world, There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. There is a rest when we know that our our life and our eternity is in the hands of God. That we have committed our lives, our hearts, who we are and who we will become to the Lord. We walk in that safety. So many people view committing their lives to Christ as kind of giving away a big part of it. Man, I can't do this. I can't do that. Maybe I'm still reflecting on my youth pastor days, but I, so many kids would say, boy, if I become a Christian, I, you know, I'll have to give up LSD. <laughs> well, you know, three weeks later, some of them were dead from LSD. That would have been a real, real tough thing for them to give it up. But we have that. There's that kind of an innate, feeling sometimes, well, I don't want to fully commit to the Lord because look what I'm going to have to give up. You're not giving up anything. You are embracing a whole new world that's just amazing because we walk in the the valley of the shadow of death. There's no fear because when the fear comes, we turn and we say, but I'm in the hands of God. I know whom I have believed. I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that and so on. So we give, we've given our lives. Whatever happens, we've given it to the Lord. And God is in control. He was in control before we ever showed up. But we've acknowledged that and we've embraced Almighty God, who was and is, who created the universe and shall evermore be. So there is peace and rest in all of this. And that I, I want to leave that with you today as we talk about what's happening in our world. It's ugly. It's worse. It's getting worse. I wish I could say it were getting better. It's not. These people just won't quit. 
The left has divorced God. They've divorced the principles of God. They've divorced the teaching of God, although they proclaim to be devout. Some of them do. Speaker Pelosi, our president, they claim to be devout religion. But they are not embracing the principles of the Bible. I don't know where their devotion is rooted, but it isn't rooted in Scripture as they push forward these agendas that's tearing down the very foundations of this nation. Life itself is on the table, as they say. We all know that the Democrats are scrambling to kind of cobble together a case for why they should be reelected and maintain control in the House in less than five months. It's not looking good for them in the midterms. One progressive member of the House raised eyebrows this week when he began talking, he got a hold of a microphone and he couldn't stop talking. He said too much, frankly. Some of his own party people kind of scolded him about it and said, well, you need to back that off a little bit. We don't need to be hearing that. But he was making an explanation as to why Democrats should be elected in November. And one of the cases that he made, I mean, they don't have much to talk about in the midterm coming up. I mean, they just don't. And I'm not saying that from a politically biased point of view, although I do have a political bias. I'm just saying we all know that. Everybody knows that. Even Joe Biden might know that. The Democrats don't have much of a case politically coming up to these this election. They got $5 plus per gallon gas. They've got 40-year highs, prices doubling. I mean, all this stuff is happening. But if the left loses... <laughs> They have a lot to lose. But the America has a lot to gain. And I think even um, people who normally would not vote for Republicans or conservatives are considering doing so because they think, well, maybe I don't agree with them on the social issues, but I do agree on the fiscal issues. And so I'm going to kind of go with the conservatives for once. Elon Musk is one of those guys. He came out, he's the richest guy in the world now, worth, I don't know, hundreds of billions of dollars. I, I mean, how much is that? I don't know. It's more than we have in the bank in this ministry, I can tell you. And by the way, thank you to all of you who support this ministry. I've been saying recently that we need a little bump in our income, and um, I'll say it again. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that, but we do. Particularly the people that listen to this program in the Portland, Southwest Washington we're not meeting budget on KPDQ, where you listen. It's, a, it's the most expensive station we're on, and um, we're not meeting budget. So I would I would ask you to consider standing with us and help us to get over the hump. I mean, people are supporting us, and there's a growing number, but we're not there yet, and we should be. So please consider, if you believe in what we're doing, you live in the Portland, Salem, Clark County area, consider stepping up and becoming a part of what we're doing here by supporting it. We need you. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Or you can contribute on our website. It's Faith and Freedom, all one word, faithandfreedom.us. There's a tab there you can contribute online, and a number of people are doing it. In fact, more and more are doing that as we go. But in, in a um, conversation with MSNBC, this uh, Representative Bowman, 
or Bauman, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, I think it's Bowman. He was kind of lost himself for a moment, and he got going on, on camera and on, on the microphone, and he was enjoying every moment of it. And he says, civil war is coming if Republicans win in November. That's not subtle. That's pretty direct. As I said, some of his colleagues asked him to walk that back just a bit, but he didn't, he didn't do it. He really believes that. There's others that believe that. I mean, I don't think they're talking figuratively. I think they actually think there could be an all-out war, physically speaking, in America, if the Republicans would win. Why? Because the left is poised to attack. That's why abortion is a trigger. Politically motivated criminals targeted churches 20 times. Pro-life women's centers, 23 times. And pro-life students or individuals, five times since May the 2nd. Today is June 15. How many days is that? Not many. They've done so after someone leaked that Supreme Court opinion indicating that the justices planned to overturn Roe v. Wade. When that was leaked to the media, that triggered the left. They're not making any apologies for it. They're just calling for war. And they're again, they're not take, calling for to take a stand and to oppose politically at the ballot. No, they're talking about combat and battle. When they're pushed in the corner, they say, well, I don't really mean, but they do mean it. And they're saying it. And their own colleagues are now, as I said, asking them to please back off this a little bit. Don't say those words. I mean, make those plans, <laughs> talk about it among yourselves, but don't say that in public, but they are. The most recent attack took place last Saturday when someone set fire to the Pregnancy Resource Center in Gresham, Oregon, a suburb of Portland. From initial investigations by police and fire authorities, it appears, it appears that the incendiary device was thrown through a window, which caught the place on fire inside. That's what the group that runs it are saying. This Ben Johnson was writing for the Washington Stand. That's a part of uh, Family Research Council. That's their one of their publications. He's published a list of 48 acts of violence against pro, pro, uh, pro-life women's centers, churches, pro-life organizations, so on. I included that list in a in a uh, a blog or an article that I wrote today. That's on our website. And I would encourage you to check that out. It's at faithandfreedom.us. And um, I listed, or he listed, but I put it in my uh, commentary or my uh, article today. But I was noticing, I was looking, that it's kind of all over the country, but there's a real concentration here in the Northwest. Washington and Oregon, in fact, have have had more attacks for in each state than any other state, actually. I mean, and there's places from Hollywood, Florida, Asheville, North Carolina, uh, Virginia, a couple of places in Virginia and so on, Frederick, Maryland, and so on. But um, it's interesting. Maryland actually has the most. But there's a concentration in Oregon and Washington. And um, there was in Eugene, Oregon, the Dove Medical Clinic, in Kaiser, Oregon, the Oregon Right to Life office, apparently. In Gresham, Oregon, there's a Gresham, a Gresham Pregnancy Resource Center. And in Portland, the city limits, 
Southeast Portland Pregnancy Resource Center. So there are four uh, acts of violence in Oregon against the pro-life movement uh, just in the last few days. In uh, Washington State, in Vancouver, uh, Options 360 Women's Clinic was attacked. I mean, physically, I mean, they're doing damage. They're not just out there shouting in a bullhorn or whatever. Federal Way, the CareNet Pregnancy and Family Services of Puget Sound, was violently attacked, and the, the buildings. And in Linwood, Next Step Pregnancy Services had been attacked. And that's just as of yesterday. I mean, who knows what happened overnight? I didn't see anything in the news. But this is just becoming kind of the regular rhythm of these people. I mean, that's what they do all around the country. The battle has moved beyond words. It's not just the bullhorn and the shouting at people and playing loud, offensive music and all of that kind of thing. You know, and we talked about it on this program, a man armed with a gun, a knife, and pepper spray was arrested near Supreme Court Justice's uh, Brett Kavanaugh's Maryland home last Wednesday. He told officers that he wanted to kill the justice, who was one of the five members of the court that signed that leaked draft, the Dobbs opinion from February. We still haven't heard who leaked that. I mean, I don't know if the Supreme Court, uh, Justice Roberts is a real mystery to me. I, I don't like him very much, to be honest with you. I, I've never met him, but I mean, just professionally. I don't, he just isn't the guy that he presented himself as when he was nominated and uh, confirmed to the Supreme Court. He's very different. He came in as a true blue conservative. He isn't that now. But anyway, since that was leaked, and I don't know if he will ever see to it, it would be his job to take the lead on that. I don't know if we'll ever know who leaked that, but we should know. We have a right to know as the people who pay the bills there and elsewhere in government. But I don't know if they'll ever tell us or not. But since then, these attacks have been taking place. I mean, it's ramping up. Earlier this year, pro-abortion activists posted a map showing the home addresses of the justices who supported that Dobbs opinion, the people that had signed on. I mean, it was ready to be presented publicly, and it had not been, and then it was leaked to the public. It was unbelievable. Never happened in the Supreme Court before. That enabled protesters to demonstrate outside the justices' homes. When asked whether the White House condemned the release of that map, then Press Secretary Jen Psaki, she just resigned, and this other woman has taken her place, as you may know, but she, she, she did not directly answer the question. Instead, she said, quote, the president's view is that there is a lot of passion, a lot of fear, a lot of sadness from many, many people across this country about what they saw in that leaked document. Well, of course, there's sadness because they're committed to killing unwanted babies. For the life of me, I get I don't know how a person gets to that that crass, that that jaded, that varnished place where their heart is so hardened and their conscience is so seared that they go, eh, it's, this isn't a good time to be pregnant. Pull the baby out, cut, snip the, the cord, put it in the garden. I mean, that's what they do. I can't believe that we would even embrace such a thing in a country with any kind of religious Beliefs, particularly biblical Christianity. Supreme Court justices who agree with what I'm saying, they don't agree that abortion should just be another 
pill that you take if you get pregnant on a passionate moment and you don't want the baby. The Supreme Court justices have not only been targets of the pro-abortion rage after this draft was leaked, but since early May, a dozen or so pro-life pregnancy resource centers have been vandalized. As I said, they've been put graffiti all over them. It's amazing. As of yesterday, the most recent attack was on a pro-life medical office and pregnancy resource center in Buffalo, New York. It was firebombed Tuesday morning by a radical group styling themselves as Jane's Revenge. Police always come, I guess, when they're called, but I've not heard of many people, if any, being arrested as a result of this. I'm not saying they're not trying to, but you don't see it. Yet they're jerking people out from their homes all across the nation who were at that rally, that riot, to Capitol. Well, they're not the same. That's our capital. This is just merely ministries who are helping <clears throat> girls who are pregnant and don't know what their options are. I don't know the picture of the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer standing in front of the Supreme Court building yelling uncontrollably, shouting threats at Justice Kavanaugh and Justice Gorsuch. Chuck Schumer. He said, if you overturn Roe v. Wade, it's unforgettable. It's unforgivable. He said, you're going to pay a price. He said, I want to tell you, I'm quoting Chuck Schumer, who is the leader of the Senate, majority leader. He said, I want to tell you, Justice Kavanaugh, Justice Gorsuch, you have unleashed a whirlwind and you will pay the price. You don't know what you won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Does that sound like hate speech to you? It doesn't qualify. Nobody's raised any issues about it other than people like myself. But the violence against religious institutions and pro-life women's centers, these people are just doing good, helping these women who are pregnant and very confused and afraid and often have no one to turn to. They're the people that show up at these pregnancy uh centers and, and women's ministry centers and so on. In the past, I've spoken on many occasions at fundraisers for these various centers around the country, really, and around the Northwest. I mean, I've done what I could do as a pastor. I've raised funds for them. I've tried to help them because these people are seriously committed to life. And yet now the left has identified them as the enemy. And they're approaching and vandalizing their buildings and their places where they do their ministry. And now, now they're beginning to condone, at least if not directly, indirectly, physical, personal violence. Boy, I'll tell you, Representative Jody Heiss, she's a Republican from Georgia. She was interviewed with Tony Perkins on his radio program yesterday. She said it's all about pushing their agenda forward, and frankly, they don't care if lives are going to be threatened or potentially put in harm's way in the process. This is all about intimidation, she says, instilling fear in hopes of advancing their continued efforts of destroying the lives of innocent children. That is in stark contrast to what we hear often as women's choice, and we have a right, and keep your hands off my body, and blah, blah, blah. 
no one gives thought on the left to the baby. The baby has a right to life, but that's been lost in the excitement and the adrenaline of the moment to use abortion as one more way of birth control. That is a half step from what the the world's most dark, most depraved, most demonic people that have have come to leadership have disposed of their enemies. The difference is their enemies had been born and these kids are waiting to be born. Other than that, it's the same thing. And I, yes, I don't want to be targeted either, but for goodness sakes, the violence against these religious institutions and pro-life women's centers, these people are out there giving expectant mothers diapers and baby clothes and when they can find them baby formula free of charge. It doesn't so much represent a new threat as it does a transference of aggression. This representative Jody Heiss was saying yesterday, she said, this is the same aggression that's been there, but now it is transferring. She said, when we get to the point where the so-called constitutional right to abortion is about to be canceled, and I believe in my heart it is, that's me speaking, end of quote, she says, quote, you will see the violence which is directed at unborn children directed at the pro-life movement instead. She said, this is the hour for the church to have her finest hour. This is the time for us to pray like we've never prayed before, to be visible like we've never been visible before, to show up, to stand up, to stand up for righteousness in the culture like we never have before. I agree with that. Tony Perkins agreed. He certainly. He said, I think we need to draw the line at this point and say, look, look, you're not going to intimidate us into silence or going away. We're here and we're here to stay, to defend the unborn and to stand for moral absolutes. Amen. God bless Tony. That is absolutely where we are today. We need to take a stand. And that, again, is what we're trying to do on this program. And we have a growing audience. Thank you for listening. Even those of you who disagree with me. Thank you for listening. Consider something other than what you've been fed by the left. Consider that life is sanctified by God himself. Consider for a moment that God isn't pleased and God is in control. He created what exists and he will exist after what is created has been, is gone and reborn if you read your Bible. But we've got to come to grips with this issue of life because that is the cornerstone of humanity. And that has become the target of the left the ungodly, unrighteous. I'm not saying that on a personal basis except to say that the beliefs of the left, the beliefs of those who have rejected or rebelled or have never known what God has to say about life and about family and about faith and all of it, it is a destructive path to hell. And I'm simply today taking the time I have, and I have just a few seconds left, to say please reconsider I know there are those listening who don't agree with much of what I say. But please consider this. Life is valuable because God made it that way. And we must protect it, not destroy it.
Hey, thanks for being with me today. It's always a pleasure to spend a few minutes with you. I'm honored. We'll look forward to seeing you right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.